Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. It's been a weekend of derbies, hat-tricks and uh, plenty of drama. Uh, we're recording this episode on Sunday evening. Micah has hot-footed it back from Old Trafford and Alan has just finished working for PLP, that's Premier League Productions, uh, as well. Um, I've had a day off and, and even last night coming back from match of the day, not only did we finish at 11.30 because there's only five games, but um, the clocks went back as well. It was, I, I got home before two o'clock and that's, um, <laughs> that, that's a first. Um, it reminds me actually, uh, the, the, the fact that clocks went back, that obviously that happens on, on a, always on a Saturday night. And I remember when Jimmy Hill famously um, ended match of the day when he was presenting it um, with the words, and please don't forget to put your cocks back. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, how was it? How was the atmosphere there, Mike? You've done that, Gary, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, uh, Sorry, what a, what a weird start. Uh, indeed. Um, how was the uh, mood at Old Trafford, Micah? Oh, the well, if you if you're a City fan, it was delightful. But if you're a Man United fan, it was dreadful. Some mm. jeers at, at half time. I, I just want more from, from Man United. And I'm talking from experience. I've gone into a Manchester derby being the underdog. But at least what you could do is show a little bit of fight, a little bit of spirit. But this team at this moment in time, they just look miles and miles away from... Do you think it was a lack of spirit though or... or, or more the uh, lack of ability I was I was looking at the, I was looking at and thinking in the in the second half actually that how many players from Manchester United not would get into Manchester City's team but into Manchester City's say squad of 20 who would you you'd probably take Rashford maybe Bruno Fernandes I'm sure Pep would um, do wonders with him uh, maybe Luke Shaw if he was fit um, beyond that anyone yeah, Fernandez, Rashford, I'd, I'd give you them, but Fernandez wouldn't get anywhere near City's team. The lack of work mm. rate, no. He couldn't press like United, like City do. Have you noticed what Fernandez does though? When Man United go behind and he's not having a good game, what he does, he starts running around trying to get the crowd on side, running out of position to make everyone believe that he's working really hard for the team, but really. He's just playing for himself. It's just, it was staggering to and see. And the arms come up. And it's-, it's every decision that goes against Man United, his arms. I was working with, with, with Roy Keane today and he said he would take the captaincy off him 
that's how much of an impact. We're not questioning his ability. He's a quality player. But as a captain, he's just... I, I don't know if it's the pressure's too much for him or he's trying to do too much. Um, but yeah, it, it's not quite working out. We we said that today on uh, on PLP, Gary, that um, before the game, when the teams were announced, I went, there is not one player, perhaps Marcus Rashford, perhaps that you would swap in that 11 to go into the game today. Um, and it was men against boys today, particularly the second half. As soon as they got that second goal, Man City went, ooh, grew. And they thought, right, this is our, this is our day now. This is we, where we can shine. And Man United players went, whoosh, went I don't think they were too bad in, in the first half, but this, the second half, it was, I mean, that absolutely total domination of the game. And, was there ever know, once that you thought Man United could win that game today? Uh, no, no, but you know they started um, reasonably well, didn't they, in the first ten, fifteen minutes or so? But I, no, I agree. I never felt, that, you know, just looking at the individuals out there and the quality that's available to Here, the here's, a, here's a one for you. To me, they look, they look, they look a broken squad. They look a broken team. They look disjointed. Um, it doesn't look a happy camp. You've taken the captaincy off someone. You've basically said you're not good enough. We don't want you in the team. Now, all of a sudden, Varane's back. Can't get in the team. Maguire's in the team. Someone else, Bruno's captain. It just, it looks very, very messy to me at Manchester United. And well, you say a broken team. Is it, is it, a, is it a slightly broken club in many ways, isn't it? It's yeah. all over the shop right yeah, at the top. You know. Eventually, we've said it, haven't we? Eventually, what happens at the top of the tree, it might take time. But it always trickles down onto the onto the playing pitch. And we've said it, whatever business you're in, if it's right at the top, it'll be right on the shop floor. And it's not right at the top at Man United, therefore it's eventually trickled down. I think we have to talk tactically as well about the game. I, mm. I probably agree with Gary that Man United in the first half, they was never going to win, I agree with Al, but, but defensively they had a little bit of structure. The first decision with a penalty where Hoyland's pulled back Rodri, it probably changed the game a little bit. And then it brought off Amrabat, who was not having a great game, but at least he had a little bit of structure. They brought on Mount, then put McTominay further back when... When Man United was trying to press, McTominay was a trigger in trying to get the ball back and they got into some sort of defensive shape. Mount came into the game. He sort of started in, in the number 10, trying to nullify the threat of City, but he was almost like he was chasing shadows a little bit. If anyone should have come off in that first half, it should have been Ericsson. I love Ericsson as a player. He's been a Premier League top footballer, but it's almost like he couldn't get around the pitch and I just thought in the second half Man City just exploited that Stones was absolutely on fire from centre half going into midfield the rotation with Rodri then he would drop in into the centre back they had that stability with Kyle Walker uh, for the counter attack to nullify that threat I just thought Man City in the end they just grew in confidence like Alan said but tactically there just was too much for them I mean, I know Haaland got the two goals. How fucking good is Bernardo Silva? Uh, what a player. Uh, what a player. I mean, <laughs> he, he is he is a manager's dream, isn't he? You never you never hear of him. He I would guess he never complains, he never mourns, yet 
Wow, what he's like a little magician, isn't he? He's like, he, he never gives the ball away. I wouldn't complain or I wouldn't moan if I was as good as him. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what did you make of um, of the penalty? We should we should discuss that because I think it was probably a foul and it was probably a penalty. But it's that thing again, isn't it? Where you know the the referee didn't give it. Was it strong enough to turn around? Because they said they don't want to re-referee the game. They're only going to come in for, it's going to be a high bar and, and stuff like that. And we do see um, fouls like that in the box in pretty much every corner and every, every, every free kick. So if they're going to give that, surely they have to start giving them everywhere else and where's the consistency going to come from? I suppose the problem is when they say something like, um, well, it's got to be a clear and obvious error or a howler or whatever, where do you draw the line on what is... Because sometimes a serious error for some people is not, the, not for other people. What, what did you make of it? In the, in the grand scheme of things, he pulled him back. Therefore, it was a penalty. But if you're going to give a penalty for that, then you're going to have to give four or five penalties a game because that type of thing happens at most, if not every corner and free kick. So yes, it was probably the right decision, but are we are we going to start seeing them given every game now? I don't know. It was soft, wasn't it? If it's a soft penalty, therefore, should VAR turn it over? Well, we were told, weren't we? It, they're not going to re-referee games, but the, it, it, ch- it changes every two months. Yeah, it, it does. It's it like really we've does. had another we've had another weekend where it's taken just under six minutes to get a decision at Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Burnley. Mm. Uh, Newcastle got a penalty which should never have been a penalty. And if you're saying it, that I mean, which is it's is fair of you because most you know most fans look through rose-tinted spectacles. Gary, I'm always uh, I'm, I'm, I always tell it the decisions how it was whether it's Newcastle or not and that shouldn't have been a penalty I mean everyone I've spoken to over the weekend yeah. even ex-referees even when I'm in there today people are saying to me that it should never have been a penalty and the referee and the VAR should have overruled it yet they didn't and I I don't know but I think seniority won the day on that decision because Anthony Taylor who was the referee at the Newcastle game and then you've got a lesser experienced guy in the VAR is he going to tell him he's made a huge error and he's got to go and have a look at it and overturn it no he's not it should never have been a penalty Newcastle got away with one how can that keep happening then it's almost like every week we're talking about referee decisions it's actually getting boring now they've become the stars of the show and it's just frustrating do you know what happened today Gary just before you go on I was actually in the hotel so I got I got to uh, I got to London last night into the into my hotel after we I, we drove down from from match of the day and I got in I don't know half two something like two o'clock so then I'm being picked up at 10 o'clock this morning and the referees and the VAR referees are in the ho- same hotel <laughs> no I was sat and I got down at about quarter to ten. I went to get a coffee, and three of them walked past me, and they all put their head down. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all walked past me with their head down. They never said a word. Whether they saw me, whether they just—it was like, geez, this sort of sums it up. Yeah. It's like you couldn't make it up. What sort of time and when does the pressure go on? Ten Hag. I mean, we've seen manager after manager at Manchester United and they're usually ones that in the end they get the blame 
um, for everything, don't they? And we, you've talked about the fact that it's all trickling down from the top. He's had all sorts of problems to deal with since he's, he's, he's come in charge. Is there a stage now where, because he, he, he did well last season, they won a trophy, they nearly won two. What is Man United's style of play? I don't know yeah, at the moment. They haven't got one. They, do, I mean, they don't really build out particularly from the back. They don't really play a high pressing game. Some they're kind of try. Seems like they're trying a different thing, different weeks. I don't know what it is, Micah. I, I think we have to look at how much Man United have spent. And yes, new owners are going to come in. Look, it can't be any worse. They've spent a lot of money over the last few years. They've spent a lot that. of money. So if you look at what Man City have spent or what Liverpool have spent or what Man United have spent, there's just been no growth. So for Ten Hag, you've got Solskjaer who finished second, Mourinho who finished second, and it wasn't good enough. Yes, they did well last season, but it's like they've gone backwards this season. And if we can't, as pundits, say what the style of play of Man United is, then there's a massive, massive problem. Yeah, well, they've lost five games in 10. They've, sp they've spent a lot of money, they're not quite so much recently, probably, but... He's you know, spent about end, 400 you, million though, Gary, Exactly, hasn't he? Exactly, they've spent a fortune. And 200 you end up with about 200 million this summer? Yeah, and you end up with Johnny Evans playing at the back. Now, Johnny's been a, a, a terrific player for many years, but he was struggling in the last season or so at, at Leicester and he's had his fair share of injuries. And uh, obviously they've got one or two players missing. Casemiro's important for them, but um, but it's, it's, a, it's a sorry state of affairs, um, really. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the simple question is, are they, are they, despite the money that's been spent in the summer and the players they've brought in, are they any better now to what they were at the end of last season? Well, they're worse at the moment. I, I'll ask the question to, to you to you guys and I'll ask it to myself as well. No disrespect, whatever's happening with the owners, as a player, when you come into training, unless the owner has specifically brought you, brought you into the club and said, this is what I want from you, you don't really care what's going on with the owner situation. If the owner is not putting in any any money, I agree, it's not an ideal situation for Man United to be in, but they've spent money on the squad. Like, you can't keep using that as an excuse. I used to go to training and think, oh, what's happening with the owners? I, I was thinking, okay, what players are we buying? Are we buying the right players? What's the philosophy gonna be? What's the managers gonna bring? It, I just think, we keep using this as an excuse. It's a very good point, Micah. I mean, it is a, it's a valid point. Um, I suppose it, I think with all these things, whichever, you know, however big your budget is at a football club, it's, it's how wisely you spend that money and recruitment is, is, absolutely paramount isn't it good recruitment to to be in a successful side and also when you're not quite sure of a style that you want to play in then you can't bring in the players to fit in in a style that you you've not yet worked out what it is which is very different probably to a, a lot of I think of it's both Mike I just I, I think it's both I think you've got to look at both things and think that's why they're in the situation they are at the minute. Um, I mean, the manager has brought in players that have cost an absolute fortune. I mean, Mount hasn't started at all yet. Anthony, the goalkeeper. I mean, I know he pulled a couple of good saves off today, but what was he doing for the third goal? So, yeah, I think they go hand in hand. And when both of them aren't right, 
And you've got big problems and I think that's what's happening at Man United now. Yeah, it's absolutely antithesis at Manchester City though, isn't it? I mean, they play such cracking football. Um, I mean, Pep's, I mean, he just keeps reinventing the game, doesn't he? You know, he's had a style, he's had 4-3-3, the high press he always does and that's on win the ball back quickly. And then, he's, then he suddenly inverts full backs and brings it and now he's playing three at the back and John Stones and... and, and <laughs> Guardiola go into midfield and it's it's like he's constantly rethinking and playing football in in a different way than than perhaps we've seen and he, he's he's a remarkable coach he really is and he keeps getting the best out of players. There was so many times where John Stones was furthest forward, where he was actually further ahead, further than Earl and Harland. He was making runs, <laughs> trying to break the offside trap. A fucking centre half trying to do that. Not, I mean, once you think okay, but. He's, he's doing it numerous times and yeah it's I mean it is it is so impressive what an exceptional footballer he is John Stones isn't he his, his ver- versatility I don't you know that, that obviously Pep's discovered in him by trying him in these positions it is amazing because when John Stones was at Everton it was like ooh he's very casual on the ball he, he can play out from the back he was making mistakes and people was like and in England usually or in the past we don't really like centre-halves who want to play out from the back we're like big strong very intelligent defenders and if you can play it's a bonus then he goes to, to Man City and you remember there was a moment around two years ago where John Stones was struggling he was making mistakes Pep come out and, and backed him and now he's the best English centre-half we have by by far by absolute miles, whether that's centre mid or it's centre half. John Stones played centre midfield in a Champions League final, and he's a centre back. And this is this system. It's all about Pep persisting with what his beliefs are. He has his faith in the player, and John Stones is just repaying that faith. Wow. I want to talk about Haaland uh, before we take a, a, a little break um, because, I mean, he's he, he, another two goals, one of them from the penalty spot, um, then a header. He missed it, the header, which was brilliantly saved by Anana, but he probably should have scored that. Um, another two goals uh, for Haaland. Um, I want to raise the question, right, because Harry Kane yesterday, of course, scored a hat-trick um, for Bayern Munich. <laughs> I know uh, what's it was, coming. It was, it was a... No, not that one. Not yet. Um, it was a... <laughs> which was a bonkers game because it was nil-nil after 50 minutes. Um, I think three players had been sent off um, and it was 10 against nine and um, they ended up winning eight-nil and Harry scoring obviously from inside his own half. Um, fantastic goal. What a player. Who's the better player? Kane or Haaland? Who would you, who's, the better, who's the better striker? Oh, it's a wow. tough one, isn't it? Because they've got different strengths, obviously. Harry's got more all-round game, hasn't he? Mm. I'll leave this to the two strikers. You, you two could battle this one out. Oh, <laughs> Harry, will, uh, Harry will come deeper and do that better than, and his link-up play will be better than uh, be better than Harland's. Um, his passing's better. Oh, than what but a, Harland's what a, a lot quicker. Harland's a lot Harland's quicker. quicker. Yeah, and he's yeah. more of a box player. They could actually play together, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, they could play together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good can, one, can we it? can we give the answer after the break? Yeah, have a little have a little thought. <laughs> It'll still be just as difficult and a difficult question it will anyway. Be right, yeah. It will yeah. be just the same. Yeah. I'm just trying but, to yeah. fudge it. Okay, <laughs> have another glass of red wine, Alan, and we'll get we'll yeah. get the verdict after the break. 
I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii, okay? And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy, and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Rest is Football with Micah Richards, Alan Shearer and me, Gary Lineker. Um, we left you pondering whether Kane is better than Haaland. If you had to buy w- one player, um, which one would it be? I suppose at the moment you'd go Haaland because he's so much younger than, than Harry Kane. But is, have you made your mind up yet, Alan? I was going to ask you if you wanted to go first, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know um, what? I, I, crikey. Um, I'd, I'd probably go Haaland because he's more the kind of player I was. That's the only reason I can think of. I mean, he's the ultimate poacher. Um, I mean, you say score more goals, but Harry Kane, you know, it's, it's, his goal scoring ratio now, particularly in, in, in Germany is, is better than a goal a game as is Haaland. Um, yeah, they are very different talents, um, very different footballers, but both score a phenomenal amount of goals. Um, Haaland's quicker, so could probably press high for Pep better than perhaps Harry Kane could. But Harry Kane, as we said, drops deeper and he can spray the ball about and pass it. You need the right players with Harry Kane. I think you've mentioned it before, Micah, that when Harry drops deep, you need players to run past him and and take those positions and try and get behind the opposition's um, defensive line. Um, But I don't think it's a question anyone could answer with any degree of confidence. I think it's, uh, as I'm trying to get an interview with Harry Kane for the BBC without a doubt, it's Harry Kane all day. 
<laughs> no doubt about it. You're the best, Harry. We love you. And we'll have him on here, won't we? It'd be nice. To be, it'd be lovely to get him on here on the, yes. the, the rest of his football. Absolutely. Um, Harry, if, yeah. if you're listening, um, we'd love to chat to you. And uh, you can tell us you're better than um, Harlan. Great stuff. What else um, caught your eye over, over the weekend? Arsenal, a um, very comfortable victory over Sheffield United. They're still up there. Tottenham won on, on Friday night um, at Crystal Palace. They look solid. And Liverpool, again, won today. Yeah. Um, a comfortable victory for them. Um, Villa, and they, well, they're going, playing so well and doing Iron Emery. Who, we're going to get four or five team title race or is City just going to start steamrolling everyone and just run away with it again? City... Obviously won five on the bounce, had the little dip when Rodri was out the team. No one's mentioning that Kevin De Bruyne mm. is not back. Once he gets back, they're going to go to absolute another level again. Um, Arsenal look good. We like Ange Ball, don't we? I said Spurs yeah. are looking, looking good. But I just believe Man City have too much quality. And you know the stat, you got a stat pack today and... Away from home against the teams that finished in the top nine, Man City only won away against Arsenal and they went and won the treble. Mm -hmm. And they won that game when they needed to win it, but it was just staggering that they only won one against the top nine last season. So yeah, I think that form will improve. So I'm going to stick with Manchester City. Mm -hmm. Alan? Nah, I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, I'm, um, I said City. I went with Arsenal, of of, of course, um, mainly because you two have gone City, and we couldn't all go Manchester City. Um, and also, <laughs> I thought, you know, but they're there. You know, they're right uh, alongside them. And um, I mean, it's great that we've got we've got Tottenham in the um, title race. Certainly, the race for a top four position, um, and they're they're doing way better than anyone could have possibly anticipated. I tell you, who won't be getting in the top four? Go on, Chelsea or Man United, probably. Oh, yeah, probably in Man United, absolutely, yeah. yeah Chelsea yeah. were really poor as well at the, yeah. uh, the weekend. I watched mm. that game. What, what, Paul going forward though, in the final third again, Al? Uh, the poor in the final third, yeah. I mean, that, uh, they're now talking about Nkunku coming back um, with him being injured. But he's not really a centre-forward, is he? So that's going to put unnecessary pressure on uh, on him. So um, if anyone had Chelsea in and around the top four, then... Don't see that happening at all. It's going to be difficult. Um, let's shift the subject slightly to uh, football abroad in different places. Massive game, of course, uh, this weekend. El Clasico. And who pops up again with A, a wonder goal, and then the winner... Uh, Mike is doing the celebration. Go on, Mike. Arms wide. <laughs> um, a certain Jude Bellingham. And crikey. I mean, to score uh, in your first Classico, to score two goals is something else. I mean, I, I know someone who scored three in his first Classico, but... Um, <laughs> did you pay for Barcelona, did you? Did you score in a Classico? Did you score hat-trick in yeah, a Classico? Who yeah. would have fucking thought that Gary yeah. Lineker did that? I know. Amazing. I know. How many Englishmen do you think have scored in a Classico? How many? Come on. How many Englishmen? Yeah, little quiz question for you. Owen? Mike Lowen did Owen, score Gary, uh, in the Classico. Yes. Bellingham. Yes. There's two more. Beckham? No, he never scored no, in the Classico. No, he didn't. David did Beckham. Not? Couple of assists, but no goals. Yeah. Uh, Woodgate Tough scored question. an own goal. Was that against Barcelona? Yeah, that doesn't, not in the Classico. <laughs> and he didn't score in the Classico. It's not Jonathan Woodgate. No. Does a lot of co-commentary. McManaman. 
Matt yeah, Matt 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 right. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he yeah. got one. Uh, it was actually the, the semi-final of the Champions League, if the, my memory serves me right. And the other one was a long time ago. Any ideas? Go on. Laurie Cunningham. Laurie Cunningham, oh. wow. Yeah. I've never got yeah. that if it had left me another hour. Yeah. Never got that, yeah. Really? Uh, fabulous yeah. player. Fortunately, mm-hmm. lost his life, didn't he, in a terrible um, traffic accident. And, um, but, it, but Bellingham, I mean, boy, oh boy. Jesus. It's uh, <laughs> just God. extraordinary, isn't what it? What else can we say yeah. about him that we all, already haven't said? I mean, he, he keeps going to a new level every weekend, doesn't he? Mm. Like, my just God. makes it happen, doesn't he? I mean, he scored a goal from what, I don't know, 25 yards. And then, he's, and then he gets that poacher's goal as well. So he's got that, he's got like the ability of a Gerrard and the, the goal scoring nous of someone like Frank Lampard all rolled into one. Can, can he lead us to the, to the Euros victory? <laughs> well, I think, I think England have to have a great chance. You've got Kane's flying, isn't he, as well? And um, abroad and in, in Germany. Um, it's great to see our players doing exceptionally well abroad. But what makes him so good? That I, I keep looking at his game, and he's just got a little bit of everything. Well, you that's know when you what go makes f- him so good. <laughs> you go for a chart, you know, but you go for a chart, don't you? And normally, a player might be I don't know ten shooting or eight work rate. It's all like his attributes, are like nine mm. shooting, intelligence nine. You know, like body position, the way he gets the ball nine. Knowing when to play the, the the right pass, weight of pass nine. He's just <laughs> very good at everything. It's wow. Did I, I read somewhere? Didn't I? The greats. I mean, Zidane didn't didn't even have a start or had, had those stats that 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 he's got now. I mean, I know when things go for you, they're going for you because I mean, the keeper perhaps should have saved his first one. Second one goes through the keeper's legs. When you're on a bit of a drought, hits the goalie's legs and comes back out. Yep. But my God, don't don't take anything away from me. It's just, it's just ridiculous what he's doing over there. It really is. Did you see um, when he, he scored the equaliser, um, the camera cut? Um, they showed the game not live because it was that three o'clock threshold kind of thing. You're not allowed to show a game here. Um, at that time, it was a 3.15 kickoff. And they showed um, the entirety of the game after, which we, we, we had on in, um, in the office. And when he scored his first goal, they cut mm-hmm. to the, the Real Madrid bench and they're all jumping up and joy. And there was Tony Cruz just sat there with a kind of sulky <laughs> face on and eventually, eventually managed to uh, clap a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, he must have thought, fuck, I better start clapping here. The cameras might be on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is he, still, is he still shouting vamos when he scores as well, Gary? Did you see that bit? I think, well, I, I, I didn't notice, but he was, certainly did his um, celebration. I don't know how fluent he is in Spanish yet, but yeah, vamos is certainly one of the first things you learn. That's for sure. Um, there's been some terrible stories hasn't they um this weekend um Luis Diaz for, for a start who's had mm. his his parents have been kidnapped back home in Colombo and he couldn't take part in 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 the game for Liverpool today I, I I can't imagine what he must be going through yeah um I think the latest that I heard anyway that his mum thankfully had been rescued but unfortunately his father was um was still missing, so um, goodness me! I mean, we, we we send our best wishes there and hope for the best um, the best outcome. Yeah, it reminds me of um, I think it was 
94 World Cup in America, wasn't it, with um, Escobar scored an own goal, I think, against America and... And he got, he was shot. He got shot back in, in, in Colombia. I mean, we know we say football's, you know, important and it is to a lot of people, but boy, oh boy. Um, and the other thing, of course, was the Olympic Lyon. Um, the coach was attacked, I think, when it was going to, to Marseille. And um, Grosso, the, the coach, ended up in hospital with all sorts of horrific injuries. Um, dreadful, dreadful stories, really, this weekend in, in, in that sense. Shock him. The game was cancelled as well, wasn't it, over there? Cause I think yeah, it was he, I mean, The injuries uh, yeah. that we saw, the pictures yeah. that we saw was like, yeah, it was. his face was a right mess, unfortunately. It must have been a brick through the window or something like that. But again, the game was cancelled. There's no way that could have gone ahead. But Jesus Christ. It's just it's dreadful, isn't it? Everything is getting so extreme. It's mm. just horrible. Yep. The world's the world's a bloody dreadful place at the moment. There's no question about that. I want to finish um, this episode with a, a, a more positive story. Have you been following at all um, Girona or Girona, as they're called in um, part of Catalonia? It's a, it's a tiny little town of less than a hundred thousand people, about sixty odd miles north of Barcelona, um, not far from Costa Costa Brava. Before it was really known as having one of the best restaurants in the world, um, El Feler de Can Roca, I think it's called. It's like three Michelin stars. It's, it's twice been, well, I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, and um, I think it's twice won the um, best restaurant in the world. And also it was actually seen um, for Game of Thrones. Um, it's used there, beautiful little town. But it's a remarkable story. They're actually owned by the City Group, which have Manchester City. I think they've got about... 11 or 12 clubs at least, but it's not like they've pumped any money in. I mean, they lost most of the players, the best players, about four of them in the summer. They only spent 14 million euros, um, but one of those is a, a free transfer that, and, and they got a 19-year-old Brazilian who looks amazing called um, uh, Sabinho. I hope I've, I've said it right. He's on loan, um, but it's mad. The ground holds about 14,000 people. It's got scaffolding stands and and stuff like that. It's only the third, <laughs> I think the three seasons ever uh, in the top flight. Um, they only got promoted about, what, 16, 17 months ago. And, and they're joint top with Real Madrid and three points ahead of um, Barcelona. It's, a, it, it's a, an amazing story. It really is. And they're co-owned by Pep Guardiola's brother. Wow. There's a bit of knowledge for really? you. Really? Yeah. I think his name's, oh, wow. I don't know how you say it, Pere or Pad. Yeah. Right. So... They know you said doing. to me yesterday also, if they go and win La Liga, you're going to do Master Day and your undercrackers. I'm not sure I said that. I think you just made that up, Alan. <laughs> but, did, yeah. but whatever turns you on. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, but, but, if, if, <laughs> but they also play really attacking, um, entertaining football. I've watched them two or three times this season. And, Is it uh, similar to Pep? Is it Gary? Similar to Pep's style of play? Well, they play very very attacking football, yeah. I don't know whether his, his brother's involved in that side of things. I, I, I don't think so. Um, they're coached by a, a guy called uh, Michel, who's um, been absolutely amazing in terms. But he's, you know, he was a coach that had brought a couple of teams up. I think he was at Rio Vallecano a few years ago, but then didn't quite happen in the top flight and he got the sack. So he's been around a while. It's a be a, it, it would be a story that would, I don't know, if I mean... It's not going to happen. Surely they can't go on to win the league against the, the giants that are there, the, just behind them, Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atletico. So it, it'd be a long shot, but it would um, might usurp Leicester as the 
greatest miracle in team sport in the history of the game. Well, you're a believer, Gary. What You don't think they could do it? Well, I think, I mean, it, it, surely they can't do it. Um, it does remind me, though, of, of that Leicester thing. And that, you know, I've spoke to, about this before to you that um, I still I still get like little goosebumps, a little bit emotional whenever I think about that that miracle that, it, you know, especially when it's your own team that that did it. And I remember sitting in the Match of the Day office when um, they, they, they presented the trophy, the Premier League trophy on the pitch, didn't they? Claudio Ranieri was there and Andrea Bocelli was 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 singing, I think it was Ness and Dorma. And it, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a bit embarrassed really. I was, I was like, you know, we, we, we don't like crying in public, do we, blokes? But I was, I was with tears in my eyes. It was just, people <laughs> often say to me, what, what's the best, you know, what's the best moment, sporting moment of your life? And um, and I played a lot of games and, and a, a, a lot of victories and a lot of great moments, but nothing beats that night when... And Leicester weren't even playing, of course, because it was um, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Miracle, yeah. And Tottenham had to had to win to stay in it. And um, Hazard equalised, bent that one in the top yeah. corner, and uh, it, was, it was just joyous. And three of my lads support um, Leicester as well, and we were just hobgogging, and oh, it was just incredible. <laughs> and now we're now we're flying high in the Championship as well. Thirteen <laughs> wins from fourteen games. What about that? I think I, I think it was the be- is it the best ever start. Or equal points yeah, ever yeah. to a team in the championship. That's right. I think you have to go back to 1908. I think I read somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So, but right. yeah, they're, they're, it's, like, it's quite fun in the championship supporting. So at least you win a few games. You win a few more games. After the misery of last season and, you know, we yeah. go, we get another defeat. All of a sudden you're winning every game. It's a good feeling. Have you seen the, um, the Colleen documentary? So obviously Rooney is now the Birmingham Birmingham City manager and Vardy yeah. at Leicester. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that clash. I know Rooney's not started very well, but when are they playing? <laughs> when is the match? <laughs> he better bet for sooner. Rooney might be sacked if he doesn't win a game soon. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's had three out of three defeats, hasn't he? Yeah, first Birmingham wow, City yeah. manager apparently sure. to lose his first three games in charge, but. You know, do you know what it's like football? The fans have turned on him at the at the moment, but you you you, you string four or five wins on the bounce, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're the hero again. But it, you know, it, it was it was a tough act to follow because you know they were they were what, they're about sixth, weren't they? Penny when, for John, John Eustace, isn't it? Penny yeah. for his thoughts now. Yeah. Well, it'd be, imagine what he's thinking. A bit you? like Gary O'Neill's when it was, <laughs> with yeah, Wolves when yeah, he won yeah, at Bournemouth, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Moment of the week. Um, it's got to be Harry Kane's goal from inside his own half, hasn't it? Do you think? Yeah, it's amazing, eh? Yeah. Do you ever score a goal like that, Alan? No, never. No. It's got to be a bit of planning and thought goes into that, you know. You, you must think that, it, that someone's looked at that goalkeeper and thought he spends a bit of time off his line here. He likes to push up. Yeah, he was looking all game, apparently. All sudden, he was eyeing him up. Yeah, yeah. I bet, yeah. Because yeah. he's probably thought, or one of the coaching team have told him that, this guy likes to push up or squeeze up and come to the edge of his box. So just have a look. And if, yeah, I mean, they, 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 were, they were winning the game anyway, weren't they? Pretty convincingly. So you, there's no harm in trying it. What, what, a, what a goal. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, somebody said to me, have you ever scored a goal like that? I went, I've never been that far back. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I could kick it that far. Would you? I don't you wouldn't, wouldn't you wouldn't, no chance. <laughs> you, I'm surprised you didn't have a pop at, at one or two of those, Al, because you liked a long-range effort. No, can't recall anything like that. No, no. Mike is going to surprise us here and say he once scored from inside his own home. Oh, I didn't. Maybe an own goal, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I can assure you I didn't score from the, the halfway line, Gary. <laughs> but I, 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 I thought that was probably the case. A moment of the week is not Harry Kane. Mine's. Oh, go on. I'm going with go one of those two, really. But Nketiah, hat trick. After all the criticism yeah, yeah. He's, he's been taking from the fans, from the media, saying he's not good enough to take that chance. Jesus obviously injured in, uh, in midweek. So... I'm going to give it to Nketiah. And right, he was obviously really happy last yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, fair enough. And the third, got, the third goal of the three was an absolute belter, wasn't it? And I saw he dedicated the hat-trick to his aunt who passed away um, yeah. a, a few weeks ago, which I thought was a lovely touch. He, he seems a really lovely lad. So yeah. what a great way to finish. Um, I'm off to Paris tomorrow for the Ballon d'Or. Ooh. I've not won it, I, I hasten nice. to add. <laughs> what are you doing there? I'm I'm presenting one of the awards. Do you know which oh, award yeah. yet? Or you can't get an exclusive on the rest is football? Well, maybe, but yeah. But then it might ruin the whole bloody thing <laughs> if it's I don't think it's a it's that much of a surprise. If I tell you it's for the golden boot, so the top scorer in in the leagues around last season. So I think you might work it out. Okay. Um, but I'm looking forward. Might have got a couple of goals today, Mike. <laughs> he might have done. I think I know the winner of the main award might be though. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be Messi, isn't it? We he? all know that, don't we? Yeah, apparently Absolutely. he's going after that World Cup because they said before the World Cup that was going to be taken into account. So there's only one winner. And I look forward to being no there brainer. when he yeah. when he receives the trophy. Um, what a lovely way to finish. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Have a good week. Cheers.